Okay, testing mics again. I'm testing my mic and Ed. I'm coming through okay. Johnny, let's get you speaking into the mic. Into the mic? Okay. The Was I not before? On and off. Okay. Is there a, if we had, I'm not saying go buy a new table, but if we had a pentagonal table, would it be easier to look at each other? While still looking into the mics, yeah. If we had a round oh. or pentagonal mm. table, it might. I guess round is a more common table shape. I would love for us to get a pentagonal table, but uh, praise him. A, yeah, a pentagram table. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that would be straight. Cool. But Satan is the only one who sells them, mm. and they're on back order. You have to make a deal and wait four to seven weeks. <laughs> business weeks. Bi- uh, it's business weeks, which is a business week is Monday through Wednesday. <laughs> join our crew as they are loading up the scant few supplies that Wolfstooth was able to spare them after this journey. It's going to be enough to get you to the next closest settlement, but really not enough to live on for a very long time. And that's partially because they were hoping you would be bringing back some supplies that didn't quite make it there. You did bring back more wealth, though, so there are no hard feelings. In fact, there are quite a few excited people who are left over still from that party that happened last night, waving off the Uhuru that took down the civility. Where is everybody as uh, the ship is getting loaded up? Uh, I'm back at the house on the ground, and I slap my cheeks and go, Oh, no, when I realize I've been left behind. And now everybody stay silent. <laughs> and James, you are the wet bandit. <laughs> uh, let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to bite these fingers off. Trefalone too. Boston Wolf's tooth. Draft is is most likely um, where he always is in the um, bathroom. Bathroom, uh, going. Oh no! <laughs> Draft is the first podcast hero on an actual play that has IBS. Yes, uh, and we're really, really so proud brave. for well this representation. Well represented. No, Draft is in the uh, sick bay, most likely with the captain. There's no one in here to treat right now, but there is a lot in here to clean up, get reorder, reorganize. The the sick bay has seen some heavy use over the last couple of days. Absolutely. Uh, what about Travis? Tra- oh, uh, Travis is... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was for Johnny. My bad. Uh, Travis is... You know, as people are loading, he's like helping and the way he helps is just yelling towards people like, oh, yeah. No, no, be careful, be careful. That That's very delicate feather weave. There are people who are very happy to indulge this. You just got a king's ransom for the whole ship. So people are sort of playing along in a way that they normally don't. Uh, what were those two people that we named? Daisy, Daisy and Fuentes. Fuentes. Yeah, Daisy and Fuentes are currently... <laughs> transporting a large stack of cages full of live chickens 
and it is like completely unstable and all they need is one other person to sort of stabilize this but the chickens are incredibly frustrated and distraught and bouncing around and making it very difficult for them be careful with that haven't you ever carried a crate of chickens before my goodness it's starting to lean like very dangerously like the whole thing might spill over it's and leaning <laughs> i think they are about to lose this crate uh as it's like going off the side of the ship and you can see uh who do you think uh dislikes you more daisy or fuentes 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 yeah you can see fuentes glaring daggers at you because daisy is laughing their ass off at this bit that you're doing even though at the same time they're potentially losing this crate of chickens will someone help these poor people my goodness uh and i think somebody comes down from the lines above and manages to place a hand on uh the chicken crate as it they sort of manage to rattle it the rest of the way up the gangplank thank you trunk what was his name trub uh, oh uh trub no no slam 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 thank you slam oh, no problem <laughs> no problem <laughs> He just voiced. Where is Jonnet? Um, I feel like Jonnet is like off the ship right now. He's kind of close by, but he's like chatting with like a guy that he met at the bar that was at the bar the other night uh, during the Illimac game. And like Jonnet really just took a fancy, a liking to this guy's coat. And so he's like, they're getting ready to get on board the ship. And John is like, you know what? No, I've got all this money right now. I'm going to get that coat. So he goes back to the guy and he's kind of trying to like haggle him for like, how much is it going to take to get this coat that you're currently wearing off your back? It won't even fit you, kid. What are you talking about? I, I'm I'm not I'm not done growing. All right. Uh, it's an investment. I want it. I want that coat because I'm going to fit in it one day. He sighs. He looks you up and down. He looks at the coat. Uh, it's in fairly good condition. Like there are one or two patches, but like it's definitely not at the end of a life cycle. Uh, I think, Tyler, I need you to pull a card to see which season it's going to be because that will determine whether or not they want this oh, coat. Okay. It'll also help determine the uh, coat's life cycle. <laughs> yep. Is it a pupa? <clears throat> the a life cuckoo? cycle of a coat. Starts as a jacket. <laughs> when a coat becomes a vest, a coat is almost dead. <laughs> Night of summer. Summer! Ooh. He's not too attached to this coat right now. It's it's warm out. Uh, it is still summer. Goes, Look, man, you're not you don't not you're not going to need that coat. Okay, you're you're damn near sweating out of it right now. All right, what do you got on offer, kid? Uh, I'll offer you um two silver. He squints at it. Let me see it. He pulls out two silver pieces. What uh, do coins look like, or at least the coins that you have? I feel like maybe there might be some sort of differentiation between like old mainland coins mm -hmm. and like coins that were more near the sea when they were press like pressing things and like they had decals that were more sea related. So it's just like it's like wheat. <laughs> yeah, I think there are 
I like the idea that there are much fancier old world coins and then like in these sort of newer coins that are minted if they're minted at all. It's essentially like a bar that has been cut up a little bit. So they probably extruded or or cast like a very long silver bar that somebody literally just took an axe to and like Mm. weighed Um, and stamped into them are like the mark of different settlements. So the way that you keep track of transactions is each side of these four-sided ingots can hold the stamp and once the fourth stamp has been spent from it uh, then it's supposed to go back into a treasury and smelted down so it can begin its life cycle again it's one of the ways they uh, try to deal with theft and track where money's gone Hmm. it doesn't work super great because (laughs) those stamps are really easy to replicate but people do their best and speaking of the mark of different settlements if you have to ask who's the mark of my settlement it's you mark Gotcha. (laughs) Okay, I guess we were going to try to save this for later on in the show, but JPC is going to propose to his friend Mark right now. Mark Campbell. I'm like thinking to myself, who is that? His name is Mark Campbell. Beautiful boy. Great. Uh, So, yeah, he takes a look. Um, He sees that uh, this coin has only been stamped twice. All right, fine. All right, thank you very much. He takes off his coat and he hands it over to you. John quickly checks the pockets to see if there's anything in those pockets. Eight silver. <laughs> yeah, eight silver. You made a profit. John, it runs back to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, what about Gable? Uh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Would it make more sense for us to have like liquidated a lot of the feather weave and traded it out for like coin and goods, or do you think that we are holding on to so it? So I think you're holding on to it and like all of it. My reasoning, yeah, mm-hmm. the the 60% of the feather weave that you have is right now the community that you're in has 40% of the share of feather weave. So as far as trading good, like mm. it's okay. They also don't have a lot of supplies here. Not a lot you'd be able to liquidate it out for. Gotcha. You probably want to find a way to get to a large community mm-hmm. if you can or a place that's near a large community. It might be difficult to go to a large community as a Corsair, but, you know. Bad ideas have never stopped us before. That's um, true. So in that case, I think Gable is just checking over like the ship checking on readiness for flight checking to see if there was any damage from our battle with the civility even though there wasn't just kind of doing flight prep and very pointedly being by themselves because they haven't yet had a chance to really think about the things that they've recently remembered you are trying to be by yourself actually Hmm. you're you're pointedly trying to be by yourself but you're noticing that it's difficult because there are people that come to you with questions, people showing you things on manifests. There are people asking you, what are the captain's orders? Oh, dear. Gable notices this and sees that there's uh, a lot of attention being paid that they don't necessarily want. So there's a lot of brushing off and saying, like, oh, the, the captain uh, thinks you're doing a wonderful job. Keep at it. Um, really? Uh, yes, you... Uh, you hear that? The captain says I'm doing a wonderful job. Not... Uh, well... Who? Who the said- captain! 
Oh, this ship! Captain. This ship of the Uhuru! The guy with the big head. He. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 the wicks a lot, man. <laughs> yes, the that's, captain. that's the captain. You've met him. His name is Captain Oromar. He's not Captain Winks a lot. No, but that's sort of the thing he does a lot. So that's true. That's what I remember him by. Yeah, we all call him Captain Winks a lot. Yes, we do all call each other by the things that we do the most. Like, you're tall man. And you're real uh, taller person. <laughs> yeah, that's... Also scary. Why oh, are we really? so far away from each other? Are we having a conversation or are we continuing working? You're doing great no matter what. It's all, <laughs> That's all... not really an answer to the question. I mean, I'll take it. You I'll keep engaging you with much. me. I, I can't tell if I'm supposed to come near to you or continue doing my important keep, keep rigging on going. work. Get back to work. I, I never <laughs> stop working. All of you. <laughs> And Nodos appears behind Gable, snapping his fingers and planting his spear on the ground. <laughs> the comic scene of shouting has stopped. And Gable, <laughs> you are sort of rubbing your temples because of the, you know, parade of improv bits that <laughs> living improv bits that you share a ship with. But when you close your eyes, you're suddenly lost in a tumbling swirl of bright light. And you get hit with a heavy sense of vertigo. And you have to catch yourself on the banister overlooking the top deck. Are you all right? You know, you don't need to hover around me. Perhaps not. It just seemed like you could use... More silent company. I appreciate that. I appreciate also your discretion. I would have no cause to talk to anyone of what I saw. Gable puts their arm on Nodo's shoulder in kind of like a uh, nice, cordial, friendly manner, but also with a little bit of a strong grip to show how serious they are, and looks at Nodo's in the eyes and says, Are you all right with me? I have seen many strange things, and perhaps you would be the strangest. But I don't talk about those either. Maybe you should. The world is bright and strange. Why not tell the world? Are you asking me to tell everyone no, about what no, I saw? No, no, no. No. Is that the beginning of a song? No, I'm trying to be... I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to be poetic. I don't know. There's. I'm, Perhaps there would be questions that I would like to ask you. I might have answers and some I don't. There are burning curiosities that come with mortality. Hmm. Perhaps some you might be able to satisfy... I can tell you what I know. And I'm sorry to disappoint you that that is not much. (laughs) And then he sighs. Well enough. Ahoy! And he calls out to a group of people moving something, uh, actually pulling up the gangplank as the Uhuru is about to leave port. Um, You can see uh, people like really or untying ropes on the ground and the Uhuru starts to rise as people shovel coal into the furnaces that power the heat that makes the ship rise into the air. There is a little bit of rocking as it comes out of the dry dock that's set up at Wolf's Tooth. You can hear a light clang of the heart deep in the bowels of the Uhuru and it takes off to the sky 
as it takes off, you get hit with another bad spell of vertigo. And this time, as you close your eyes, like the bright light that accompanied the hallucination that you felt before is even stronger. You can feel a sense of confusion, sadness, and perhaps beneath all of that, rage. When you come back to your senses, you are once again leaning heavily on the banister overlooking the top deck. The people around you who have been expecting you to take the wheel, as you had done in the past in Oromar's absence, look at each other uncomfortably. Were you hit at all in that uh, fight? Hit? Oh. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. Very badly. Well, you should so go see Drift then. There's no need to be brave and strong for us, Gable. Yeah, he's the best there is. I'm not. Who's the best there is? Gable. Gable's the best there is? No, I think. I thought he was talking about Drift. They were talking about Drift before. Well, are they talking about a doctor or a driver? I'm not. Um, That's true. I didn't specify. (laughs) If I was to specify, I'd say Gable's the best driver. Thank you. I appreciate that. But. Don't if you're you... saying Gable's the best doctor, you're insane. Son, no. you're a madman. We never gave Gable a Can shot you at doctoring. Can you tell me what your no, jobs that's are? That's true. Are you Gable has be... it and they're short In here. In all fairness, we should get someone injured so Gable can tend to them. No, I will, we'll do. I will not do this. Gable will <laughs> amputate my right arm and Dreff will amputate my left arm. And then... The first one they'll sew it back on. On the other side... <laughs> That there's a fire. There's no, a huge fire. Well, but how are we going to test are to see how drift does flying the ship? You please. It's you, only fair that if Gable's a better doctor, I need all of you. If we're going to swap please, arms, we should be swapping the jobs are as well. Yeah. We are falling very rapidly. Please, I need you to go back to your jobs. We are, we never please start doing that. our jobs. That's why we're yelling. We, isn't it? we can talk into our jobs. It's uh, the it's expectation here. Cable goes underneath the decks. Where you going? Oh, we were just getting... Well, actually, we were quite off on a tangent. Did I miss the tangent? <laughs> we deny <didn't> you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Wee! <laughs> Gable goes down to uh, the, the captain's office and s- opens the door, slams it, and just sort of, like, puts it behind them and sighs like... <sighs> what tableau has Gable entered upon so um dref and the captain are both sitting on top of dref's like main table like the table that he the raised table where he examines people um they're both sitting like crisscross applesauce and making unblinking eye contact with each other while dref is like vaguely searching for some sign of something inside of the captain he's not getting anywhere and the captain is under no like orders or coercions he's just staring right back at dref mm-hmm. Cold, dead, unblinking, <clears throat> and Dreff is like startled out of that. I think a fly lands on the side of the captain's face and walks across his eye, <laughs> which snaps you out of it. I think Travis is in there sitting in a, in a comfy chair, feet propped up on something. Take that chair out of this room. <laughs> we do not have this space for it here. Well, it fits. I won't keep it here, but... <laughs> 
We need the chair for uh, coat <laughs> rack. What? Where am I supposed to put my, my new coat when I'm not wearing it? Exactly. Oh, that's a nice new coat. Dude, no. D- m- it must, eight silver in Must it. everyone Ooh. insist on uh, on using the, 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 the sick bay for their <laughs> gatherings? Je- Drift, this is where you are. We're trying to hang out with you, man. Gable sits down on the floor and starts, like, going through uh, all of Dress medicines and things. <laughs> oh, you don't look so good. Are you sure you're okay oh. to operate heavy machinery? I don't. Please, I, and, uh, and be uh, of the utmost care because and your hands are so big. Uh, please. Uh, Gable accidentally breaks a glass. Why? Like, why? Uh, oh, that was my please. favorite one, too. Oh, it, it was pretty beautiful. No more touching one. That was all right, very all right, expensive. All right. <laughs> I don't think they need me up there. They're pretty much handling themselves. It's kind of like a real cycle of tomfoolery upstairs that I really shouldn't insert myself in. I don't. They don't need a straight man, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Who is taking the helm? I've made my instructions. Did you? Yes. We all smash fair? cut to <laughs> slam. <laughs> so you uh, port is this way starboard's this way sure, and, yeah. um did you have a peanut do you have a peanut allergy what no okay goodbye you can't use that on this podcast That's true. <laughs> we cut back to the medical quarters yeah everything's fine oh. i needed time away yeah. have any of you ever been popular Every day. This, it feels, I don't care for it. How do you handle it? Very well, thank you. Okay. Well, I don't... The risk of sounding rude. You overcome that risk every day. You look awful. Hey, I lost a lot of blood in the fight. Did you lose a lot of blood in the fight? I don't remember, honestly. I lost something. You don't have to lie to us. But isn't it fun sometimes? <laughs> no, it's never fun to lie to your uh, uh, doctor. The, 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 I must insist... You're not my doctor, you're uh, my friend. I, I must insist that it, when it comes to uh, 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 your, your, your medical uh, history that you tell me the absolute truth, it is the only way that I will be able to treat you and your s- specific use case with any sort of uh, expertise. Mm. I was covered in blood. I'm not sure how much of it was mine. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. The heat of battle makes certain blanks in my memory. And as you say memory, it feels like the rest of the room, the people in the room keep talking, but their voices start to sound fainter and fainter, and you hear a roar. Like a massive fire, like wind when the ship is whipping its fastest, perhaps through the maelstrom. It's deafening. It drowns all of them out, and that light returns. It overtakes your vision. And when you come to, all three of your friends are staring down at you. Oh, at the risk of sounding rude, you do look even worse. Hey, 
Hey heroes, this is James, your Game Master, and you are listening to the Skyjacks onboarding feed. This is a version of the Campaign Skyjacks podcast, edited to be easier to binge. The unrelated bonus episodes from our old campaign and old mid-rolls have been removed. Also, between arcs, we have summaries of the events of the show, so you can jump in where you like and catch up quickly. This feed is updated periodically and in batches. If you started here and can't wait for more, head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Campaign Skyjacks. There are over 170 episodes of Skyjacks waiting for you. You'll find them behind the 140-some episodes of our Star Wars campaign that we started with. Also, consider subscribing to Skyjacks Courier's Call, our all-ages spinoff show. Happy listening and take flight, heroes. With all of that out of the way... Let's get back in the sky. Gable, are you okay? Dreth is checking Gable's eyes for responsiveness or light sensitivity to see if Gable is seeing correctly. Dreth, when you pull that out, I think you were doing this check probably mid-episode, mm-hmm. and you opened their eyes to perform this check, to look into their eyes and see what was happening. They weren't seizing, they just passed out. Yeah. When you opened the eye, it's as though their iris has been completely eclipsed by their pupil, which has taken over even the whites of their eyes. <laughs> You've never seen anything like it. When you shine a light into it, instead of seeing like the clarity of an eyeball, it's just void. Such a shame. The bottle you broke was the one that would have made you better too. That's, stop. How how does that make any sense? No, it was lizard feet. What happened? Just now you lost consciousness and your eyes were unresponsive? I don't know. May I be frank? Only if I'm still allowed to be dressed. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm no. I'm sorry. The, high, the, the captain holds up a hand for a high five. <laughs> this is not the time. I cannot believe you trained him to do that. <laughs> when I'm going to speak about my nature, and I need you to be bear with me because I only know about as much as you. Well, then there's no need to talk. I'm having trouble understanding that logic, but Those I'll Those of us who are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fallen. Oh, yes. We don't know anything. Part of what created us is the separation from the divine and the removal of knowledge and the removal of everything that used to be our former selves. When we found ourselves on earth as mortal we piece together our lives i've never met anyone like me the only reason i know that i am fallen is from the stories that i've heard and i never knew how to get that back or what was even missing until i touched that feather and it feels like a phantom limb is starting to come prickling back i can't explain it but I feel sick. Uh, uh, mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Got it! Got it, you in there? Yeah, what, what is it, Spit? Well, it's time for your lesson. 
Oh, well, I'm kind of busy right now. Can we maybe... You should go. Are you okay? No. No? Oh, I'm, are you going to be okay? I'm not going to die. I don't know that. I don't know that. I know that. Listen, kid, you want to be a star watcher or not? All right, Spit, I'm coming. Uh, and Spit then... hears that a lot. <laughs> and it's usually sexual, yes, he yes. says as he opens the door. <laughs> yes, Spit, we, yeah, we know. Yeah, Spit, all right, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, Travis, you're here too. Yes. Good. Okay. You got to learn quartermastering. Come here. What? Did I stutter? No. That's his job. Spit, who who made you the syllabus master here? Everyone who failed to kill me over the many years I've been on this ship. Is that all it takes? takes? That's all it takes. (laughs) I know how to be a quartermaster. I just uh, check the spreadsheets and make sure that everything is in uh, where the spots. Incorrect. No, so so wrong. You've (laughs) described your duties incredibly wrong. (laughs) They aren't his duties yet either. Well, there you go. They're usually gables, but, uh... I'm fine. Why does everyone think I'm not fine? Because you look terrible. Wait, are you not fine? I'm fine. Tell everyone I'm fine. Spit, everything is fine. Uh, Jonathan, do your task. I was just saying task and Travis, learn how to be a quartermaster. I'm sorry I yelled. No, it was necessary. Spit reaches out and he grabs Travis by the ear. How dare you. And he starts pulling him down. That's my bad the- ear, you <laughs> scoundrel. I don't care. I don't have a good ear between me. What? You heard what I said? <laughs> I guess I did, but it didn't make sense. Well, then you yeah. don't have a bad ear, do you? No, you've he- got a bad mouth. And it's sexual. <laughs> uh, he walks right into that. <laughs> did, did I? Uh, yes, you uh, did. Spit takes Travis and Jonnet out of the medical bay. Spit um, takes Travis is what they called me when I used mm-hmm. to do stand-up. And that was definitely sexual. Definitely <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> sexual. The door closes behind them as it is now just Gable, the captain, and Dreff alone in the room. Have you taken a break? I'm sorry? Have you taken a break? Have you just been working with the captain ever since we left? No, I, I got some rest, and the the work that I do with the captain is my version of a break. It does relax me. Did Travis tell you what he did while you were sleeping? He did, yes. And I am continuing to monitor the situation. Who is monitoring your situation? There's some... It is okay. There was something in the captain that is not you. There's something powering him while you were asleep. There's no way while you were out of the room that he can focus the way that he did. You're becoming too close to this. How does that make you feel? What? How does it make you feel to not understand something that is happening? To watch something unfold without any control over it? It frightens me. I'm concerned for you. It should frighten you. It's a terrifying thing. What's your What's your point? I'm telling you to be careful, and yet you choose not to. Knowledge cannot be severed. It cannot be cut off. What we know, we will always know. What you know, or what you knew, you still know. I can't. There's it no way. It comes back to you in flashes because that connection is still there. I don't want it. Whatever was there caused me to be this half-being, to be this monster. Close your eyes. Why? 
Please indulge me and close your eyes. Hmm. When it's quiet, when there is nothing else, what do you feel? Do you feel absence? Do you feel something missing? Reach out to that feeling. Try your best to connect with it. What is Gable seeing in their mind's eye as they're being guided through this meditation? They see, more they feel, cold and wetness rushing past them. The feeling of falling and realizing with wave upon wave that, like a child who has never felt anything before, realizing what these chemicals inside them are telling them and what feelings actually mean and realizing above all for the first time ever that they're feeling pain and as a great wall of blue comes rushing up towards them the desire to be removed from that pain by dying We cut over to Travis, Jonnet, and Spit. Outside the door with little cups against yep, their cups ears. Right and they're stacked on top of each other. Scooby-Doo style. Um, whoop, whoop, whoop. They have been taken into the second deck of the ship, which I guess we decided is the tech deck. Oh, um, no. <laughs> That what we decided? Well, that's what JPC decided. <laughs> so this is where there is a lot of storage in this ship. Usually it's like supply storage. There are a few oil lanterns that are up on the walls. There's some activity here, but you notice like this area has been very renovated. Windows that are on most ships for cannons have been reinforced and boarded over as in the later days of the Uhuru, um, before the calamity that brought you all together, the captain had decided a revolutionary new tack, uh, which involved a much lighter ship and much fewer cannons. The money that you got selling those cannons is one of the things that managed to keep you going these six months. But the storage area here is fairly spare. There's an open table that has a bright oil lamp over it that spit leads you to, Jonnet. Travis, he guides you to the rest of the room as well. All right. Both of you want important responsibilities on the ship, or at least Jonnet wants them. You're going to have to have them. Yes, that's the impression that I am under. So first up, Jonnet, mm -hmm. you got your sextant. No, what? Your sextant. Yes. All right, whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> what? So, uh, sex tender, you happen to see me. <laughs> what he's referring to is a navigation device that helps you chart the positions of celestial bodies. Oh, okay. um, we'll just take that whole thing again. <laughs> just let, just let him describe it. This is James's maritime. Well, teaching out. <laughs> so it, it is something that's usually made of brass. It's sort of like a compass. It has an arc to it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I know. And, and it has a little viewfinder as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that you'd use to chart the various positions of stars. Uh, spit. Yeah, I've got the sextant, but 
how am I supposed to use it to chart anything when we're below deck? Well, that's part of what we're going to be learning. Yeah, you're right. We're below deck. And also, it's day out right now, so you're not going to be yeah. able to see any stars. But it's still your <laughs> job, he puts a finger on Jonnet's chest, mm-hmm. to know where they are. Well, how am I supposed to do that if I haven't even seen them to begin with? Like, I don't even know which direction we're heading right now. Spit takes off his hat and he uh, sort of... Uh, yeah. Your brain! <laughs> and his, he's got exposed brains. An old scientist built me. <laughs> I'm never gonna die! Um, I'm going to kill And he places the, uh, the hat over his chest and sort of looks solemn. I hate to tell you, boy, you're gonna do math. <laughs> what? And as for you... Oh, no, I am not doing math, thank you. Mm-hmm. Are most certainly gonna do math. <laughs> you are gonna have to learn how to decide who gets what on the ship because I don't know that we've got enough food to make the journey, and it's up to you to explain it to everybody in a way that doesn't piss them off. I'll just tell them that times are tough and uh, we might need to forego a meal or two. Yes, but you are also gonna be gambling, aren't you? What do you mean? I mean, I see that Illimat box. I know what you're going to use it for. going to be what you used it for back when we were betting the whole thing. You're going to be winning back any food that you were missing, and you're going to eat great. And if you're going to be the quartermaster, which, believe me, everyone on the crew is pushing for after that stunt that you just pulled. Wasn't much of a stunt, really. A stunt implies risk, and there was no risk that I was going to lose. Uh. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> It's not a mutiny, but there's going to be a coup of sorts. The well, captain- isn't that kind of the same thing, but just one is on a boat? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up and listen to spit. Yeah, Travis, you should just shut up. <laughs> Gable mm-hmm. is going to be at the wheel okay. for the time being. All right. And Gable mm-hmm. used to have the job of telling people when they could and couldn't eat what they got to take out of their share of treasure and what they didn't get to take out. Sure, and I heard them uh, say that stuff a thousand times. I could repeat it in my sleep. Hmm, But Gable has a particular way of doing it and ain't going to work for you, Travis, because I know you. And when Gable says that people can't eat, Gable doesn't eat. Well, that's quite foolish of them. (laughs) Look at this, Travis. He whips back some, I guess, canvas that was over a bunch of barrels. These are the potatoes that we have. Now, some of these have probably gone bad. We've been coasting on these potatoes for a long time. Mm. That's it. That's all we got. And the closest place that we're to is is probably about a week away. And if we're lucky, we can make this last three days. Well, then I'll just ask Gable to fly a little faster. <laughs> We ain't got enough coal for that, do we, Travis? So we'll burn the potatoes. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it is fortunate that you two happen to be together because you are going to have to know how much fuel and food it's going to take us to get to our new location and you are going to be responsible for us getting there on time because you're going to tell us which way to go. All right, uh, can I go above deck and just when, when the sun goes down, at least? Yes, of course you oh, can. Okay. But we need the heading now. Uh, uh, 
Should I roll for something? Roll, 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 yeah. roll. Um, so let me take. We have not just... even brought out dice. I We've been recording for forty-five minutes. The dice are so. I brought out dice. Hey. Don't you throw your dice at me? Yeah. Well, we'll just call it navigation or star watching. Arrow star. We'll call it star watching. That's Arrow. right. We've changed out one of the official skills. This oh. system is really coming together. Fuck for you, us. Genesis. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm changing it on my sheet. And we do watching. mean the band, not the role playing game. No, I'm I'm gonna say game. fuck Genesis, the role playing game. And the band. I, I'm okay with Genesis, but fuck Phil Collins. Yeah, there you know what? Yeah, go. I'm okay with Phil Collins, but fuck in the air tonight. <laughs> Honestly, agreed. Fucking in the air tonight. <laughs> so if I just upped my intelligence to three, would that give me an extra green in the dice pool? Yes. yes sir. All right. And am I rolling anything in particular? Star watching that I wish you saw. You are going to be rolling oh. against a difficulty of two purple dice. Uh, Spit just like, you've got to tell us where, where our heading is. And John's like, okay. He immediately looks down and rolls his dice. Rolls his <laughs> dice. Now these are advantages and these are disadvantages. Yeah, so yeah. you didn't get any successes, no. but you did get one advantage. Yeah, so I got one advantage uh, Perfect. with zero successes. The so, advantage is he uh, finds a potato that wasn't accounted for. <laughs> you know oh, exactly, uh, like, you, you look at the map, and it is a map of all charted areas mm-hmm. of the world mm-hmm. that the Uhuru knows of. Maps are secrets, essentially. Captains are issued maps with orders in the Red Feather Syndicate of where they need to go. Mariner captains are somewhat desirable on ships because they used to know all of their own maps. The Red Feather Syndicate, though, in raising their captains, doesn't want to raise anyone who could run off and take their skills and become a Corsair. So actual places that exist in the world are happened across through happenstance or rumor or you know you even have to buy information to locations the map beneath you that you've studied over that spit has been helping you study over for mm-hmm. a long time is fairly robust this is orimar's map that gotcha. he's put in all the locations that he knows of uh at least publicly oh, okay so this is not this is not the map that john had started out his adventuring on this is a different map got it well john it has like his own map in yeah. his hand he can take it out and and compare the two and yeah. just see how many more places there are, how much more landmass there is. Yeah. Um, but looking over these maps, you do notice there is another settlement. Spit wanted you to chart a course to a city that's like relatively far away. However, there is a smaller settlement that appears on your map that doesn't appear to be on the larger map. Um. What about this? Um, I got this map from uh, an old friend of ours, my family, Hip. Um, He used to do a lot of adventuring, and I think that there's a a settlement where we might be able to uh, stock up on some supplies before we even have to get to the the main uh, village. Well, let me take a look at that. And he looks at the map with you. Well, looks like there are a lot of mountains in the way. What is this? Shank Hill? Well, I, I I've always trusted Hip. He knows what he he knows what he's doing. He always brought back the best gifts, so he was always going around from coast to coast all over the, the mainland. 
when Spit mumbles the name Shank Hill, I think you probably have been there before. Mm. Uh, Travis, want to give me a knowledge roll of some variety? Oh, I'd love to. Adventuring or geography? I think. Or I think, lore? What are you best at? I'll tell you what, I'm the same at all of them. Yeah, I think um, probably adventuring or lore. I don't think Travis is a great student of geography. Sure. Uh, could I have another green? And then how, yeah. what's the difficulty? Difficulty on this is just going to be one purple. Okay. That's a success one, Success right? with a threat. So you know Shankill. <clears throat> You've actually been there within the past, like, 15 years or so. It is a small kind of outpost trading town that uh, is mostly like a skyjack place. It's a good place to get a ship repaired. Actually, pretty good place to get resupplied. The only issue is that uh, there's a warrant out for your arrest the last time you were there. For Travis's arrest? Not for Travis's, but your looks haven't changed sure. that much. Well, why would you? I mean, you nailed it on the first try, right? <laughs> and if not, it was good in the rabbit or the coyote <laughs> after that, so. Jonathan, I've got a question. How many potatoes away is Shankill from here? That's your job to know. Me? Yes! I don't know the distance. I'm not a star watcher. I'm a potato master. <laughs> You asked it to be measured in potatoes, though. Well, yes. You mean like the distance of one potato on the map, like a ruler? Jonathan, I'm not a maniac. (laughs) What I mean is how many potatoes would it take to eat for us to get there? Uh, I I, I feel like it's a two-day flight. A two-day flight. It's a two-day flight. Great. And say if you had to guess how many people are on the ship. Uh, at this point, right now, we're currently on our ship. Uh, I'd say uh, forty people. <laughs> Is that thirty people higher? That's close. Okay, fifty. I'm gonna say twenty-five people. Great. And if you had to guess how many potatoes the average person eats in a day, um, that's probably around. I mean, if we're rationing it, like I would say, like three to three, but three to four potatoes. Great, and three to four potatoes times 25-ish people is... Oh. Are you making me do your job? No, you're doing it pretty pretty readily <laughs> on your own. Janet is not going to tell people that they are on a one-potato-a-day diet. That is going to be you, Travis. Well, 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 it's only two days away, and you said we had enough potatoes for three days, so it sounds like everyone kind of gets to eat a few extra potatoes. <laughs> Maybe that worked for you this time. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not going to keep working for you. Well, we'll see. I don't like the way this vote is going to go. A hundred potatoes. We are 25. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. For all you do. Fine. Mm -hmm. Fine. You're doing a good job with your star watching. You just keep that up, okay? All right. And you. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Scotty Jackson. We return once again to the audition table of the Uhuru, and we see a new person approaching. Uh, They have dark, slick-backed hair and appear to be wearing a very stylish pinstripe suit. 
He puts down a crumpled piece of paper that is his resume and headshot and moves over to the stool and sits on it, bridging his fingers under his nose, looking very intensely at Dref. Um, oh, uh, well, well, welcome to the um, audition process. Yeah, thanks. Well, your, your name is? Jimmy Two Hands. Is Two Hands your given surname or is this a nickname? No, it's a nickname, a pseudonym. Oh, okay. They what call you... me that on account of my two hands. Well, oh, wow. that's mm, yes. not really a unique or defining characteristic. Do you use the two hands in a f- fun, cool way? I can use these two hands to preternaturally be gifted at any task that requires the use of both hands. Oh, well, that's... Uh, okay, so this is a task that requires the use of both hands. It's not like writing a letter. You wouldn't be preternaturally gifted at that. No, in fact, it's the other way with that. If I have to use one hand, no good at it. Can't do it at all. There are not... I think in the course of my day, the number of tasks that require one hand far outweighs the number of tasks that require two. Oh, really? Let let me try Let me put this to the test. Uh, mm, How much weight can you bench press? Oh, I can bench press five, six hundred pounds. And how much weight can you curl? I would drop the weight on my <laughs> okay, foot. Yes, it seems. Yes, yes. Wow. I feel like I get the pattern here. Um, if anyone else would like to test the pattern. Oh, uh, uh, say we have a pizza night and someone needs to throw the dough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could throw the dough. I could do tricks with it. Um, you would have that pizza ready in five minutes, and I'd put on like a hibachi style show with the pizza crust. <laughs> but then, weird when you eat when you eat the pizza. And we only use uh, uh, the folding method of eating pizza, the the Italian way, I suppose. I don't know what Italian is. I'm very tired. I uh, You'll notice uh, one of my eyes is scarred up real good. That's where a hot pizza cheese has struck me in the eye before as I've <gasps> tried to put a piece of pizza in my mouth and instead hit my face. And I say that you're in the audience of a show at sure. the end of the show. When you want to show your appreciation, you would perhaps I would uh, I would lead the applause. Great. Yeah. And say you were in the show and you wanted to uh, tell someone else they did a good job and uh, take one of their hands and smack it against one of yours up top style. I did not know. Where yeah, I didn't you know where you were going with that. I was about to say well, I would applaud again. It's like <laughs> clapping for two. But, you know. No, in that in that instance, I I have broken more than one okay. nose, just kind of missing yours or someone else's. Um, you know, take your pick, really. <laughs> well, As you can see, my nose is kind of fucked up and messed up because I have struck myself in the face mm. with my own hand. You have to understand that while your two-handed skills are impressive, you are that precludes you from doing quite a few things that we're going to need you to do around the ship. Hey. Just like any potential employee, I come with benefits and weaknesses, okay? We do not have a benefits package, so that's a kind of... Typically, we do ask potential employees to bring their own benefits. Uh, We do not do medical, dental, uh, or or paid uh, uh, time off. Yes, Uh, this is a BYOB ship. Although the paternity leave is very, very good. Bring your own benefits ship. (laughs) (laughs) So we do, yes, we do ask that you bring your own vision policy. Okay, I'm I I don't, I'm not interested in medical policies or any of that. I okay, am well, you're just, the one who brought it up. It's also I, kind of a shitty thing. To I can hear be when an asset of the crew. I can be an asset of the crew. How many things on a ship require 
two-handed precision. I can only hmm. think of, quite ironically, a handful. There you go. Okay. Those those are done. So, That's not even a question. I have a, some, Jimmy uh, Two Hands is on it. Jimmy, He's got two hands. Jimmy Two Hands. Is that your catchphrase? <laughs> it could be. Sure. I'd be open to it. Do you, uh, could you sew a shirt with that catchphrase onto it? Absolutely. That would require more than one hand. Let me ask you this, and this is a bit of a semantics argument, but if you're steering a ship, that's mm-hmm. obviously a two-hand uh, exercise. Yeah, two-hand job, for sure. If you're raising a sail, it's a hand-over-hand exercise. Where does, do you fall on the line of things Ooh, yes, that require you to use one hand, then take it off quickly and use another hand? So when I would, in a situation like that, mm-hmm. I put both of my hands on the rope, I pull it very quickly, and before it can go slack, I reach out and grab it again. Mm. Because I am preternaturally gifted, with two hands, that's not too hard for me. So it seems like in a lot of instances, you could just use two hands in the way that you are supposed to use one hand. I'll be honest with you. A good portion of my day is devoted with thinking through, how do I turn this one hand task into a two hand so task? So really, you're just kind of following the letter of the law and not, not really... Uh, what's the rest of that? The spirit. The spirit of the law. Like, Thank you. if you take a dump and you know you've got to wipe yourself, mm-hmm. you know that you're going to make a royal mess of it if you just try to do it with one hand. <laughs> so you would think of a way to use some sort of seesaw, back and forth, two-hand wiping method. I do, yes, yes. I do try to do that, and it works because I'm preternaturally gifted, gifted at it. Yes, yes, One yes. thing that you'll find, it's if like you've Mozart. been around... As long as yeah, I have. famous for wiping. Yeah, for wiping with two hands. <laughs> and how long is it that you've been around, Jimmy? Oh, well, I've been doing uh, skyjacking for, uh, you know, 20 years Ooh. or so. So I've been in this business a while. And you'll notice you'll encounter people who have really impressive strengths yes. and really kind of silly and, and non-sequitur weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I found is you got to minimize those weaknesses and maximize those strengths. And that's exactly what I've done. I'll be honest a weakness that i just thought of is kind of using the word skyjacks as a verb not a fan speaking of that i can't stop thinking about it and now i'm thinking about uh jimmy two hands and how you even how would you even achieve well i think with two skyjacking i suppose but i'm not familiar is that a a, a technique usually you need two hands to skyjack because while one hand is holding you onto the ship uh and well, you're hanging off the edge. The other hand is doing the mm, uh, mm, skyjacking, as it were. We all are using the same operational definition of skyjacking, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. It's akin to, like, choking yourself. <laughs> it's a thrill. It's for the rush of it. Not that I would know. It's not one of my particular fetishes. I'm just well-studied. I went to university. <laughs> no, keep going. Everyone's looking at me. Uh, 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 Listen, folks, I'll say this. If this isn't going to work out, I can just take off. Oh, it's not. Absolutely not. No, it feels far too complicated. We actually (laughs) hired for this position like four days ago. (laughs) We just really wanted to see your deal. We honestly, your resume said you'd wear a suit and none of us have seen a suit before. I'm very impressed and I'm frightened by what you wear. Hey, heroes, this is James, your game master, and you are listening to the Skyjacks onboarding feed. This is a version of the Campaign Skyjacks podcast edited to be easier to binge. The unrelated bonus episodes from our old campaign and old mid-rolls have been removed. Also, between arcs, we have summaries of the events of the show, so you can jump in where you like and catch up quickly. 
This feed is updated periodically and in batches. If you started here and can't wait for more, head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Campaign Skyjacks. There are over 170 episodes of Skyjacks waiting for you. You'll find them behind the 140-some episodes of our Star Wars campaign that we started with. Also, consider subscribing to Skyjacks Courier's Call, our all-ages spinoff show. Happy listening and take flight, heroes. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at @campaignpod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or at Comedy Sports Chicago with the One Woman No Show. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who could be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. Dref Wormwood was played by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at JPSoFly, on stage at IO with Devil's Daughter, or on his podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky We watched Must Love Dogs, and we just had a great time. Then we watched You've Got Mail, and it didn't hold up the way we thought it did. Um, It's a lot of AOL. Which is unfortunate because Tom Hanks was there. Anyway, wow, your character. He was there in the movie. This is the part where I emailed Meg Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Um... And he just he just narrated what was happening. He didn't give us any trivia. No. He just told us the things that we could plainly see. You know, she owns a small bookstore, and I work for a big bookstore. Right? That's the plot. Yes. Okay. I, that's I, him I, saying. Right. That's the plot as well. <laughs> right. He, he mis- yeah. He's just him misremembering the movies that he's in. <laughs> this is the part of the movie where I thought it would be funny if I said I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> Not Tom Hanks. <laughs> Not the same movie. Not even a male saying that line. Old woman saying that line. Well, yeah, that's why I thought it would be uh, funny. Yeah. It would be a, a callback to a different, different movie. movie. They didn't let in. me do it. I just wanted. Uh, they let me do it for 25 takes. <laughs> Tom Hanks Tom, is a we're bastard. Not even in a restaurant. Stop and just say the line. I okay, want to live this. I'll do it this time. And in this scene, I'll have what she's having. That's the thing. In Apollo 13, he did that. In Big, he did that. 
was a whole 20 minutes of uh, Saving Private Ryan when I was just doing lines from Runaway Bride. <laughs> oh, everyone got so mad at me. <laughs> Still are. Still in a fight. Tom Hanks, not very popular. Okay. Take control of your table.